A very warm welcome to all of you for Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond webinar series every Sunday. Om Gurur Brahma Gurur Vishnu Gurur Devo Maheshwaraha Gurur Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Om Sahana Vavatu Sahanao Bunaktu Sahaviryam Karavavahai Tejasvinavati tamastuma vidvishavahai Om Shanti 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 Okay, so we start with the topic on Panchakarma, its benefits and limitations. Now, why I decide to talk about Panchakarma? Panchakarma, thank you all for putting in your words. Uh, happy to see people from all around the world, from India, from Germany, from Austria. So today, the, the reason why I'm talking about Panchakarma, Panchakarma is one of the most powerful methods of healing in Ayurveda. At the same time, the other side of it is it is also one of the most misused, abused, and also excessively used word in Ayurveda. Now, if you go to some Ayurvedic doctor, they might say, oh, just do one panchakarma, that can help you, or you just need to do panchakarma. Now, people think, what is panchakarma? They go to the website and try to find, understand what is panchakarma. Some people say shirodhara is panchakarma. Some people say oil massage is panchakarma, or taking a kitchari is panchakarma. Now, the purpose of this talk is to clarify many of those questions and answers and also to give you an understanding what is actually Panchakarma and should you do Panchakarma and are you, uh, do you have any issues that Panchakarma can solve you? The word Pancha means five. Karma, as we all know, it is like, you know, the word law of Karma. Karma literally means actions. It also means rituals. It also means a cycle. So, Panchakarma means five actions mentioned in Ayurveda. When we do these five actions to our body or five therapeutic actions to our body, what happens is we eliminate a lot of doshas from our system. The word dosha literally means anything that can trigger you to lead to some problems. So, sometimes people say, oh, whenever I hear this word, it triggers me. Whenever I eat this food, it triggers me into an allergy. Trigger is like, you know, you see a gun, you pull it, you pull the trigger, what happens? It shoots something. It is like an indirect button. When you, when you press that, it activates something that is good or it can also be something bad. So the word dosha means trigger. And the purpose of panchakarma is also to eliminate these triggers. If we are having some particular triggers in our system, sometimes people say I'm having lactose intolerance or I'm having gluten intolerance. So what that person is saying by saying the word intolerance is gluten and lactose are having tr potential trigger powers to activate some kind of a morbidity in our system. So it's actually a trigger. So that is why we have another word called as intolerance. Intolerance, I am not able to handle that anymore. So we should use, instead of the word intolerance, if we use the word trigger, we have a better understanding of that. It is not that that person cannot tolerate milk for the rest of his life. It's just that there was a time when the body got abused with milk and the metabolism went low and the ability to absorb and process milk went out of control. 
and the body said i want to have some break and that is why that person is not able to have that kind of a food product like milk or it could be gluten it could be something else too so what are the doshas that are affecting our system it could be sometimes people having uh, intolerance towards milk gluten certain kind of food including some peanut butter including uh, there are people who are even allergic to uh, soya there are people allergic to uh, certain kind of rice there are people allergic to alcohol there are people allergic to sugar in fact diabetes is another way of saying i am having sugar intolerance so intolerances is not the right word instead if we use the word something like triggering these kind of food materials have a powerful trigger over me to change something that was harmonious or something that is easily balanced in me so that intolerances or what we call it as trigger our ability to eliminate these trigger is one way to improve our health once we know what are the potential triggers and once we take steps anticipate these problems and bulletproof ourselves what is happening is we have a beautiful life in the future so this anticipating what can trigger us and taking the enough steps to overcome that that is what ayurveda is about and panchakarma is one of the therapies that is helping us to deal with that now these five therapies why do we need these five therapies and why only five why not six why not 10 why did uh, the ayurvedic uh, masters who wrote panchakarma who understood the concepts of uh, uh, how our body is working why did they just limit to five why didn't they go beyond five now we will be answering those questions as well now in the previous uh, talks i also mentioned that every disease that the human body is suffering from we can classify it into two types the disease of malnourishment and diseases of overconsumption so when people are consuming something more than what they can handle in their body diseases of overconsumption happens and if our body is not getting enough nutrients what is supposed to have we will have diseases because of underconsumption or which we call it as malnourishment now some diseases can be a blend of both that is why we have the word overfed and undernourished now let us understand the diseases of overconsumption obesity diabetes high blood pressure heart problems all of this fall under even high levels of uric acid high levels of cholesterol if that is leading to some particular symptoms all these are the diseases because of overconsumption and you have diseases because of malnourishment like anemia is a diseases of malnourishment there is not enough iron in the body uh, dehydration or we can even call hypoglycemia like when the sugar levels are really low they go uh, they have a or electrolyte imbalances all these are when there is a vitamin deficiency that can also lead to some problems so whenever there is a vital element and that aspect is deficient in the system that is a disease of malnourishment and whenever there is something that which our body cannot handle too much and when we have too much of that in our system that is diseases of overconsumption hundreds of years ago in ayurveda they wrote diseases of overconsumption is much much difficult to treat compared to diseases of under or malnourishment why because once it goes enter goes into your system it's very difficult to eliminate but if it is not in your system it's very easy to top it up like 
you are having low sugar levels just by taking a candy or glucose it will help you to top it up let's say your cholesterol levels are high it is not so easy to eliminate it let's say your uh, sugar levels are high you turn diabetic you cannot just take a product and eliminate the sugar just like that uh, even though there are some medicines in the mainstream medicine like metformin or beta blockers it is not to eliminate something it is just suppressing it in a different way so elimination is not so easy compared to topping it up in our system and acharyas acharyas are the word for the masters who wrote the ayurvedic concepts and philosophies and the medical science they said treating diseases of overconsumption is not an easy task and it needs a lot of experienced practitioners who are treating patients who are quite surrendering to the trust of that doctor only when the patient is also trustworthy that he is going to undergo a treatment and when he is able to trust that doctor and the doctor need to know how to treat that only when these two are together there is a possibility of a good healing when it comes to panchakarma and it is not something for everyone so panchakarma comes under the concept of shodhana therapy the word shodhana literally means that which is purifying like in in uh, in hindi we have a word called shuddhi shuddhi means to purify and shodhana is a sanskrit word which are techniques that helps to purify something so the diseases of overconsumption are treated with two therapies one is shamana and one is shodhana the word shamana means a very milder way of balancing something that which is excess in your system we can even call it as a palliative purification like it's a very mild way of eliminating something okay let's say i have some dust in my uh, dress so i just dust it i just touch it and the dust goes off so that is we, we can call it as shamana and shodhana is i'm putting this for a power laundry i'm putting my clothes to a power laundry is what is called as shodhana and panchakarma falls under the category of shodhana and shamana are the easy to do uh, purification therapies which is something that you can do at your home or by yourself like shodhana includes even uh, you know uh, being in the presence of sunlight or getting yourself exposed to some wind because all these exposures by surrendering to the nature you are also balancing certain things and or you are also eliminating certain things from your system or fasting is a way of shamana it is you are able to eliminate certain things by fasting but shodhana is something that is like power laundry and shamana is like just dusting things from your system for some people just shamana is enough some some people we need shodhana but in my experience i never done only one of them to both there is a need for blending both shamana and shodhana put together you just cannot do one and but at the same time i have seen for some people we just do shamana because they don't have the uh, power to undergo the shodhana therapy because in order to undergo the intense purification therapies the body also need to have enough power to undergo that so for some people we just do therapies like shamana now among the shodhana among the five therapies the ayurvedic uh, masters mention depending on the person's triggering factors or what we call it as the comorbidities that are associated with his dosha let us say a person he has a tendency to put on weight very quickly 
or whenever he eats sugar he tends to have allergies or he tends to get diabetic or pre diabetic or on the borderline levels in such situations a shodhana therapy in a regular interval is some way he can improve and enhance his metabolism bring about his homeostasis so let us understand the concept of shodhana now before doing shodhana we do some shamana because that is a way of preparing the patient and when the patient is ready we do the purification and after the purification is done we have to recover the patient one of the best examples i always tell if if shaving is considered as a purification therapy before we have to put a shaving cream and then you shave it off and then afterwards you put a after shave lotion so just like three therapies you prepare the body to purification you purify the system and after the purification you recover the body now this is what panchakarma the total procedure of panchakarma includes preparation the cleansing therapy and the post cleansing recovery therapy now all these three things together is what we call it as i want to do a panchakarma now what is happening today many of the therapies that are included in shamana and the many of the therapies we do as a preparation for panchakarma alone are called as panchakarma and that is not panchakarma preparation of panchakarma is not panchakarma it is called as preparatory therapies panchakarma is only the purificatory therapies now what are these purificatory therapies and why do we do that our body is a very complex mechanism and the word for our human body is called as sharira so the word for sharira is anything that keeps dying every moment so our body is a constant dying mechanism every split second billions of cells in our liver are dying and the new cells are being formed so that means our body is a constant waste eliminating mechanism the moment our body stops eliminating waste our energy dips we tend to overload ourselves with lots of toxins and that leads to a lot of problems that is why see the moment we stop exhaling carbon dioxide our we die and moment we stop eliminating waste our quality quantity of the quality of energy in our body drops so today what is happening the diseases of over consumption is much much more than diseases of malnourishment more and more people are dying because of over consumption than any other time in the history of humanity and that is why panchakarma is more relevant today than any other time in the history in fact in ayurveda panchakarma was told as a therapy for kings or the top layers of the military service where they don't have to do much of physical activity and today what is happening is our physical activity has reduced much and our gastronomic pleasures and our way of dealing with gastronomic pleasures has gone over the roof so more people are dying because of over consumption than undernourishment or malnourishment so that is why panchakarma is becoming more relevant today now how to prepare the body for panchakarma just like you know when you are going to put some clothes for laundry what you do is you remove all the stuff from the pocket you maybe even uh, reverse the clothes and then you put it in the laundry i mean you put it in the washing machine then you put some detergent you put some water and then depending on the kind of cloth it is or depending on the intensity of stains that it is having you adjust should i put hot water wash or should i put it like a power laundry or should i just do a mild wash depending on the intensity of the toxins that are present in the system now today 
most of the people if they are needing panchakarma it's a sign that they had some unhealthy lifestyle unhealthy lifestyle could it's not just about unhealthy eating habits it also includes if you are not able to handle your stress in a proper way that can also lead to lots of toxins in your system because too much of stress releases a lot of hormones that are not healthy for us like cortisol adrenaline and a lot of this constant release of cortisol and adrenaline always keeps the person under the edge he is constantly on the verge of burnout and that leads to low energy for him so and that also leads to a lot of stiffness in the body stiffness in the muscles so to prepare the body we start with the external therapies in some people if they are having lots of stiffness in the body if they are having lots of edema or inflammation usually when they come for the consultation i could see just with the posture you could diagnose that they are having cervical spondylosis or low back pain just with the posture we all can understand that if a person is constantly sitting like this we can uh, with the head hunching downwards we, uh, it is quite evident that they are having a neck pain and that is a posture usually because of their occupation and also because of low energy levels and also because of their lifestyle so when they are having such inflammations and pains associated with that we have to do a treatment called as kiji now kiji is we use a cotton cloth we make a poultice with that cotton cloth putting some herbs herbal powders in it and the therapist will be punching on the body's external therapy, external parts now when we say punching it is not something that is like a real punch it is like a mild tapping now now we have something called as emotional tapping therapies you know when you tap what is happening is you are breaking the pattern of the body to hold on to a particular posture and there is a book called the body keeps the score every emotion that we have our body will tend to have a particular replica of that chemical that is released in a in the form of hormones and that will affect our posture that will affect our energy that will affect our metabolism so if a person is constantly under stress that person will have a particular physique hormones released and also his posture will be impacted with that sometimes people say it is after a few years oh my god what happened to you you are looking so aged or sometimes the reverse happens oh my god what happened you look much younger than ever now that all depends on how he was dealing with his lifestyle and also with their stress levels so if they are having too much of inflammations if they are having too much of body pain especially neck pain headache low back pain then what we do is we do this therapy called as kiri and kiri is a very powerful procedure to block the patterns in the body patterns in the sense if there is any kind of stiffness kiri really helps to unblock that now what happens is kiri literally helps to break down the inflammatory parts of our system now after that if the inflammation is still quite strong in the system what we do is we tend to pour a special liquid called as danyamalam danyamalam is a herbal liquid where we keep the person on the massage table and we'll be pouring this liquid all over the body so what happens when we pour this liquid over the body is this also helps to release lot of inflammations that are stuck in the body now kiri and danyamalam these are two ways where we start the treatment how like a preparation for panchakarma if they are having lots of stiffness in the body neck pain low back pain <clears throat> or even sometimes uh, patients say after a, when they sit for a long time they tend to have lot of edema or water retention in the body 
even in such situations we do this treatment like they say that i feel i am holding on to a lot of water in my system in such therapies also i mean in such conditions also we do this treatment of danyamla dara dara the literal meaning of the word dara is keep on flowing continuous flowing of water over the system and another therapy apart from kiri is after we see feel that the inflammations and the swellings or the stiffness in the body has reduced the next therapy is where we start using oil and that is when we start doing the oil massage we have to understand skin is the largest organ in our system and skin is also the largest eliminatory exit for our body the lymphatic drainage mostly happens through our skin so when we do this oil massage on one hand we are nourishing our skin on the other hand we are also activating the lymphatic system so when we activate the lymphatic system what is happening is we tend to release lots of waste because lymphatic system is the system that is running parallel with the blood blood vessels and blood is a very notorious kid the blood says i don't have any discipline or manners when it comes to eliminating my waste it is like those spoiled kid who will throw whatever waste that comes from the car to wherever he wants and the blood is like that so nature realized if you are going to let blood going to dispel the waste wherever he wants we need to keep something that will collect the waste constantly so along with the parallel to the blood vessels we have something called as the lymphatic system which collects all the waste from the blood and through the lymphatic system we eliminate it through the pores of our skin as a condition called as sweat so that is why when we do an ayurvedic oil massage what is happening is we are improving the blood circulation we are activating the lymphatic system and we also are breaking the pattern in our system <clears throat> see the word skin in sanskrit is called as twak and the word twak literally means that which needs to be touched and there is a research done in uh, in the 1950s in a, a pediatric hospital in the united states i think it was in new york and the study finding is very quite interesting what they found was uh, there was a group of kids i mean uh, they were orphans so what they did i mean less than 1 year old so what they did they separated the group into two the first group and the second group got the same nutrition but the first group got something more than the second group and the first group what they got was the nurses would go and cuddle them with lot of love we are happy and it they would make the kids feel safe with the touch the second group they never got any touch all they got was the same nutrition which the first group got and what they found out after few months not months like not a long like 2 3 months what they found out was the kids that got the cuddle with love had much better growth development features than the group which never got the touch in fact the first group cried less they showed much better positive immunity compared to group 2 which was crying a lot and their weight gain was also not at par with the first group and these are for the kids and we are grown up kids and that is why an oil massage always makes a person safe if they are going to the right people so after this removal of inflammations from the system when we do this oil massage what is happening is we are again activating the lymphatic system 
we are training the body now you are on a journey that is beginning to eliminate toxins from your system we start from the extremities and then we start doing something internally in the beginning days when you come for a panchakarma the doctor after checking your nadi jihwa like your pulse your tongue also asking your questions about how is your bowel habits do you go to toilet every day are you constipated or do you feel bloating in your stomach do you feel too much of gas coming in your stomach or do you have headaches do you have pain in your system or are, how is your sleep are you happy with your sleep or are you getting tired constantly having all these questions put together then we chart out now whatever sequence that i'm telling it's a general sequence we do a permutation and combination according to your state when you come for the consultation at that point of time so after we do that uh, oil massage then parallelly we will be changing the diet if in case we see a lot of whitish coating in your tongue that's a sign that the body is holding on to a lot of mucus in your gut and the mucus is a result of over consumption or food that are very uh, difficult to digest for example sugar gluten milk products cheese along with alcohol and lack of sleep and lack of exercise all of this leads to accumulation of a particular thing called as ama which we can also call it as mucus phlegm or undigested waste products or undigested food particles when you have too much of this in your gut your digestion is not at its best or your metabolism is not at its best so the first few days we will be giving certain herbs which will improve your digestion which will improve your hunger levels and at the same time you feel your hunger levels are coming better because before we paint the wall let's say we are going to paint a wall first we have to remove the old paint only on top of that we only once we remove the old paint we can paint something new the, the fresh paint can be applied so it is very important that the old mucus that are stuck in the system has to be eliminated now this elimination it can be with some certain herbs that we give which are quite hot in potency and which are like excellent digestives by taking that we improve your digestion and we eliminate all unhealthy food we will be giving you only that which are easy to digest now uh, what are the unhealthy food we eliminate sugar we eliminate all fried fatty foods no junk and you going to sleep is so important because that is how we prepare your body because routine is one of the most powerful therapies to improve your metabolism especially when it comes to sleep and the routine with your breakfast lunch and dinner and also the amount of food we avoid overeating we are eating only that which is important usually when people come for panchakarma at my retreat in sitara the first two days they tell they complain i can i don't think i will be able to survive for the next 2 3 weeks with such low food and after first week they say now i'm learning how to enjoy with little food and my body is uh, enjoying this little food and it is not that the food is little it is just that they were used to eating quite a lot and once the portions got reduced and the body gets used to that it's like you know there is something called as threshold when the body is getting used to something too much the body also increases its threshold so what happened was at a time the mindless eating was so high for that person that they need more and more food than what they actually need when it comes to the requirement of energy they are eating more for the gastronomic pleasure than for the energetic needs so we have to change that also 
and that is one way of eliminating ama from the system so we are eliminating ama from the external body the, all the inflammation water retention stiffness this is what we call it as ama in the external body and internal ama we eliminate with certain herbs and uh, so in certain energy ayurvedic herbal drinks also that we give and if your sleep is disturbed we do treatments to enhance your sleep so externally ama is reduced internally the ama is reduced and the most powerful therapy for your body is a good sleep and we help to enhance the sleep once we go through this process this might take like 3 to 4 days sometimes if the situation is quite bad in your system it might even take 7 to 10 days but in general it takes about 3 to 5 days in my experience with the majority of the people who has come and there are people it took us like more than 2 weeks just to prepare their body for the cleansing but this preparation is so vital how well you do the preparation makes the cleansing process effortless but if you do not do the preparation properly the cleansing process can be quite a strong purpose they might feel terrible they might feel that they didn't have the proper cleanse or they might feel that uh, they don't want to do panchakarma anymore because it was quite strong for them to handle it but once we do the preparation properly this cleansing procedure becomes an effortless process they enjoy this whole journey of cleansing themselves so that is why this preparation is so important now in ayurveda if our body is holding on to toxins it will always show a response now that response can be in different parts of the body for some people you know if they eat something that which is too much they will have immediate bloating or they feel there is too much of gas or acidity or acid reflux some people say they get constipated when they eat something that which is not healthy some people they get asthma problems some people they have migraine attacks they have blocked nose some people have skin allergies so all these are signs of body communicating to us which part of the body the toxins are stuck so an ayurvedic physician's duty is to identify where is the toxin situated and what is the nearest exit of the toxin once we identify that the duty of the ayurvedic physician is to guide the patient to undergo a preparatory process so that the toxins come near to that exit and once it is accumulated near the exit that is when we do the process of panchakarma the five procedures now when i say we do panchakarma please do understand we do not do all the five procedures at a time and we do not do all the five procedures in one go of a treatment stay sometime not sometimes most of the times we do not more than two to three cleansing procedures during a person is staying there are patients where we did all the five procedures in an intensive way because that that was a kind of toxic intensity that was suffering but majority of the patients we limited to two to three procedures because these two to three cleansing procedures itself will solve most of the problems and if you are doing two to three this year next year we we might be doing something else because of the lifestyle that you had till the next year because that will be different and it will be done in a different way but for some people if they have a problem with constipation if they have a problem with skin diseases then we do treatments according to that and it will be repeated now let us understand what are the exit points and what are the five therapies of panchakarma now we have three exit points one is the skin 
one is the poop and one is the urine when it comes to eliminating toxins but at the same time there are also other parts of the body where we exit waste one is the nose and also through the mouth when you drink something and if you are if the body is not happy with it you throw it up you throw it out we call it vomiting and if there is something that is not healthy that you inhale you sneeze and get it out so the nose can also have something that which is uh, nose is also an exit point to eliminate toxins so in panchakarma we are using mostly the exit points of the nose of the mouth of the skin and the rectum these four parts we do all the five therapies now what are the five therapies the first therapy is nasyam nasyam is if a person is having constant block in the nose and if they are having neck in the pain in the neck or if they are having head constant headaches or if they feel puffy in the face most of the time and they feel that they are having migraine sinusitis or they are not able to breathe properly because of the nasal congestion in such cases if they have a tendency of such problems nasyam is a very powerful therapy where we pour certain oils or certain liquid even saline water is a powerful therapy or sometimes we make that person inhale a particular herbal powder once that goes inside what happens is that person it irritates that part and you tend to sneeze or you blow it out of your nose in that way you cleanse your system in a very powerful way <clears throat> now in fact today most of the uh, test or something that we call it as rt pcr test or rapid antigen test they do it from the nasal swab because that is where most of the uh, viral load can be found and the reason is <clears throat> we tend to hold on to a lot of unhealthy stuff in our nasopharyngeal duct the reason is actually our ancestors used to walk on four legs so at that time it was much easier for them to eliminate from the system the gravity helped to pull it out but today as we are standing on two legs and the geometrical part of the duct is in such a way that we need not eliminate it as efficiently as a four legged animal would do we have to artificially do a cleansing process which is called as nasyam nasyam is the only panchakarma process that is mentioned as a part of dinacharya dinacharya means daily rituals for longevity and vitality so when you do nasyam it helps to clean up the nasopharyngeal duct now after nasyam the next procedure is called as vamanam now vamanam is when people are holding on to lot of mucus in the upper respiratory tract if you ask patients suffering with uh, migraine they would say that every time they have a this migraine attack they have this nausea and once they vomit they feel so much relieved and i think we uh, ayurvedic acharyas they found out when the dogs were not keeping well <clears throat> they would go and eat some grass and they would just vomit after that they feel so healthy and so energetic so soon after they did that their energy levels came back so they realized this is a very powerful process to eliminate the toxins that are in your upper respiratory there is no way of eliminating mucus that are stuck in your upper respiratory tract other way other than the mouth or through the nose that nasyam is a very mild part when it compared to what a therapeutic vomiting in ayurveda can do now even in native americans or the south americans uh, were shamanic rituals like ayahuasca they do a lot of 
cleansing purificatory rituals like uh, vomiting is also part of that so that is why when people are having asthma problems when they are having issues of too much of mucus in the upper respiratory bronchitis or even mental stress you know once they vomit they feel that i feel like i removed something that was blocking my chest in such tendencies or if they have tendency of allergic rhinitis hay fever uh, like the, during the spring time they feel that the fever is getting worse or the allergic problems are getting worse in such situations doing this therapy will also help them a lot now when i tell this about vomiting people get alarmed oh my god how can you do that uh, vomiting therapy and when i tell them that this will be done early in the morning at 6 o'clock why we do it at 6 o'clock in the morning just like the nature before the sun rises you will see a lot of mist you will see the clouds the mucus in our body is what is called as kapha and in the nature this kapha is clouds or the mist and once the sun rises these clouds and the mist will melt and you see with clarity same way we need to do the vamana when the kapha is very high in the system and we have to do it during the kapha kala which is before the sunrise time so at that period when we do the vamana we tend to eliminate lot of mucus and please do understand the ayurvedic therapeutic vomiting is not the same as in, in in yoga also they have a procedure where they do this vomiting but it is not the same it is much more intense and a specific uh, therapy compared to the yogic vomiting uh, experience now why i am saying this many people try to compare it here we prepare the patient before doing that in there it it can be done randomly also in in panchakarma also we do have a instant vomiting therapy that we do in some cases even in children with some certain allergies we make them induce the vomiting and do that so they cough up and release a lot of mucus but in ayurveda this is done mostly for people who have a tendency of accumulating too much of kapha in their upper respiratory tract or above the chest region including the head and also people with neck pain they always say that they feel a lot of pain when they have the sleep posture is like that they have a tendency of uh, pulling their neck or spraining their neck and they will also say that they have the problems with the sinusitis or the migraine all these are signs of they have a tendency of too much of mucus inflammation and phlegm in the upper respiratory tract in such a situation doing panchakarma the vomiting procedure of panchakarma is very powerful but this in sitaram when people come we do it only for people who have a good history of heart if the heart health is not good we do an ecg before we do uh, we confirm if the person can undergo the vomiting therapy because the vomiting therapy you need to have a good heart because it is going against the natural flow of energy so that is why we do a proper consultation and take the proper history of their heart health only then we do this treatment and it is not something for everyone sometimes people misunderstand when i am going for a panchakarma treatment i have to do all these five therapies you don't have to do all these five therapies we just do minimum two or maximum three in some worst case scenarios if the patient is going through a real trouble we do all the five there are people we have done all the five but in majority it is two to three procedures so the second procedure what we mentioned is vamana this is fantastic for neck pain cervical spondylosis 
and not just cervical spondylosis because that will help to remove that cervical pain or something they ha- if they have a tendency of too much of inflammation in the neck region and too much of mucus in the upper respiratory tract then it helps along with that for cervical spondylosis we also need to do the kiri and the other treatment where we remove the inflammatory conditions in the chest in the neck region and we also do the treatment for people uh, the vamana treatment for asthma allergic rhinitis bronchitis in such patients also this really helps i have seen fantastic results even in autoimmune disorders including psoriasis we see eczema we see fantastic results by doing the vamana because how come vamana is helping for people suffering with psoriasis or allergic eczema or dermatitis is all the skin problems such as psoriasis or eczema is a kapha roga it is because of too much of mucus in your blood that is showing up on the skin and the most powerful way to eliminate mucus if you have it in your system especially through the upper respiratory tract is vamana when you do that you are releasing a lot of this mucus that are stuck in your system so that is the second therapy now the third therapy is virechanam the word virechanam is therapeutic inducing of diarrhea now why we do this virechanam our intestines the small intestine is the area where we digest absorb the nutrients from the food and eliminate the worst waste from our food that we don't use anymore sometimes when we tend to eat a lot of rich hard to digest food what happens is we tend to hold on to a lot of these waste inside our gut and uh, when you eat a lot of sticky food which is full of sweet or gluten that is when people tend to have bloating and that bloating is a result in functional medicine they call it as leaky gut now this leaky gut is coming because when you eat a lot of mucus rich food or sweet rich food it goes and sticks in your gut lining and once it gets stuck on the gut lining the body has to release powerful acid to remove that stickiness and once that stickiness is being removed it also tend to tear open that gut lining what you see is a mosquito net and this has an open so this way you will understand what it what it is to have a leaky gut now leaky gut is a sign where the gut lining has been perforated now this perforation happens when you eat too much of food that can produce ama so i really appreciate the functional medicine doctors who came up with this concept of leaky gut because what you're saying is there is a leak in your filtration point now that filter is having certain leak now because of this what happens you tend to produce lot more mucus in your system in every other part see the gut lining is the emigration checkpoint of your system once there is a problem in that filter we are letting in lot of unhealthy stuff if we tend to eat that into your blood stream and thereby anything that goes into the blood stream you are letting it out through the whole body it's like polluting the river once you pollute the river the whole civilization that is living from that liver can be affected the same with our blood stream which is through the gut lining so we have to clean that gut lining like you know uh, in countries where they have water tanks at the top of their homes one of the ways whenever you see the water is not pure or not good what you do is you clean and purify that water tank so cleaning of that water tank is so important because that is where it is being stored the same way our intestine especially the small intestine 
is where our food is being processed and also uh, the energy and the nutrients from the food is being absorbed. So cleaning that area once in a while is so important to improve the functions of your blood. And once you improve the quality of your blood, you are literally increasing the quality of your life and energy. That is why we do this regularly. And this is also a procedure. Whenever people come for Panchakarma, we recommend this. Even though you did your purgation in Sitaram, we also recommend them go and repeat this three months after three months in your home. We teach them how to do this at home. And this is a process. You can do it at home, but please do take a, a supervision and get a consultation from an Ayurvedic doctor and see how this can be done. And it's a very simple process. It's not a rocket science. You can do it at home and we can tell you who is uh, eligible for that, who is not eligible. I can tell you who should not do this Virechana. If somebody is suffering with inflammatory gut disorders, diseases like irritable bowel syndrome or Crohn's disease, or if they are having bleeding through the rectum or hemorrhoids, in such situations, doing per, uh, Virechana is not healthy because that can make it worse. Apart from that, most of the cases, if they are having skin problems, if they are having too much of gastritis, bloating, acidity, in such situations, I have seen Virechana to be a very powerful therapy for them. And this is the third therapy. Now, before we do Vamana and Virechana, in many people, we also prepare them with an internal therapy that is called as Snehapana, which actually means you are consuming something that which is uh, oily in nature. It, in most of the people, we give them a therapeutic ghee. In some people, we give them a therapeutic oil. Only for before Vamana or Virechana, why we do that? See, if you have a late night dinner and if the if we if you are too lazy to wash the plates, what we do is we pour some water and detergent and soak it. So next morning it becomes much easier to wash it. The same way, uh, after we do the initial cleansing with the Ama Pasna that I was mentioning about, then depending on the situation, we decide a particular herbal ghee. And we give them this ghee on an increasing dosage till a point when the patient is saturated with that ghee. Saturation point happens and we can identify that. And once we identify that, we stop it. And after that, we prepare the patient for that cleansing. If it is warm enough, in some people, we do it for warm enough. In some people, we do it for Virechana. We prepare that patient. So this preparation with ghee makes it like a game changer. The cleansing is on a cellular level. I will show you some of the before and after results that I have documented. So you really understand to what extent is this detoxification happening. So that is one therapy called as Snehapana. Now the fourth therapy is what we call it as enema. We, in, in Sanskrit, we call it as Vasti. <clears throat> in Ayurveda, the large intestine holds the maximum number of toxins. I mean, among the whole gut Large intestine is the area where we hold on to maximum waste. And we cannot clean the large intestine by taking some medicines through the mouth because by the time it reaches the large intestine, the liver will go and stop it or diffuse it. And large intestine is one area that needs to be cleansed quite intensively because that part cannot be cleansed by doing taking anything through the mouth. So the only way you can do it is you need to go the other way up. Now again. When I talk about enema, some people say, oh, this is a fantastic process. Some people, depending on where they're coming from, 
they say oh my god how can you again do that for a doctor any part of the body is as holy as your skin your face just like washing your face enema is equally sacred and uh, we consider the body as a great creation of mother nature and there is nothing to be ashamed about it there so <clears throat> doing this enema in ayurveda we call this chikitsa this uh, treatment therapy as artha chikitsa artha chikitsa mean the word artha means half and chikitsa means treatment enema is called as half treatment because if you take all the treatments of ayurveda half of it is just done by enema and the rest of the treatment we call it the rest of the half and that is the power of an enema according to ayurveda and it's also called as niruha chikitsa niruha means uha means your ability to imagine or guess it's beyond your imagination the power of this treatment is way beyond your imagination and i have seen people with slip disc low back pain associated because of constipation autoimmune disorders parkinsons if you ask people uh, what are the prime uh, pre, you know premonitory symptoms of parkinson it starts with a constipation so doing this enema is a fantastic therapy and we have two types of enema one is just matravasti where we give oil enema followed with kashayavasti where we give a particular decoction for that and post we also give a oil enema now if somebody is suffering with constipation by the way let me tell you constipation is not something because if you are not satisfied with your bowel movements that need not be called as constipation constipation is defined as when you are not going to toilet over 2 days or 3 days if you are not eliminating every day instead of 2 to 3 days is what is taking then it is called as constipation we have had people suffering with constipation they go to toilet once in 10 days like for example we had a air hostess she has this fear of going using a public toilet and she would go to toilet once in 10 days and she feels it's normal and it's okay and because of that she has other severe problems including headaches bloating and she feels weak her whole energy levels take a dip and it is quite understandable and all we did was uh, in her stay of 14 days 10 days all we did every day was a oil enema and this is done just for like few minutes and after that they have to hold the enema and then they have to evacuate it within 10 days and then she tells me to this date she has not used a laxative because she was under a laxative abuse why i say abuse because she can go to the toilet only with a laxative and she was able to come out of that need for laxative and now her bowel habits are like clockwork and that is like a biggest boon for her because she doesn't have to worry oh my god if i go out and if i have the urge to uh, pass what will happen i don't have a access for that and they also come up with a lot of anxiety because of their inability to go on time oil enema is a very powerful therapy for that and followed with decoction enema we do this enema therapy for people suffering with vata disorders autoimmune conditions bloating and also for enhancing the aphrodisiac capacity of both men and also for women to improve the fertility needs because once we clean that part what is happening is the body is being released of the burden of cleaning a part which is full of toxins so the body feels it can invest its energy on other things that is why it is also a ojas kara it improves the ojas of a person and these are the four procedures and the fifth procedure is bloodletting in people who are having high blood pressure high levels of uric acid 
see all the first four procedures that i mentioned the purgation enema when you do this what happens what is blood pressure blood pressure is when they are having a block and the blood has to put lot of pressure to open it up so that the blood can flow and on top of that they have a unhealthy way of dealing with stress so in ayurveda there is a term called as srodo rodam srotas means channels rodam means block anything that blocks the natural flow of energy is a potential beginning of a disease and the antidote for that is opening up of all the blocks in the channel where the energy is flowing it could be blood it could be food or it could be nadis so panchakarma is a way of cleansing and purifying and removing all the blocks in the ch- all the channels of our system so uh, enema is one of them viresana is one of them vamana is one of them nasyam is one of them and there is one more therapy where we do a bloodletting in let's say if you see a pond which is having dirty water one of the things that we do is we rem- uh, dry up the pond so that the fresh water comes back same way according to the world health organization we can donate up to 450 ml of blood every 3 months if you are healthy if you are not anemic if you don't have low blood pressure or if you don't have any blood related issues otherwise when we do a bloodletting like uh, in depending on the conditions if the uric acid is high blood pressure is high or if you are having any skin problems removing a little bit of blood we are forcing the body to produce fresh blood and also helping the healing mechanism in that particular area and once the healing mechanism happens there the healing is much faster so these are the five procedures so many people ask me how long should i take to do a panchakarma if you want to do a panchakarma the ideal number of days that i have seen if you don't have any severe chronic illness but something which is like lifestyle in nature like high blood pressure or overweight or obesity or even conditions like uh, diabetes or any hormonal issues like thyroid problems what i would recommend is between 14 to 18 days 21 days is ideal however 14 to 18 days is the minimum period that i recommend people because we need enough time to prepare the patient and after the cleansing we also need enough time to prepare the patient post panchakarma for the outside world when they are going back now some people ask Uh, is it okay to do panchakarma during the menstruation cycle or should i uh, look to do the panchakarma after the menstruation or something like that now we do not do any of the cleansing procedures during the menstruation time because menstruation itself is like a cleansing procedure it is much profound than panchakarma itself because the woman is eliminating something uh, purifying the body by herself so at that time if we do panchakarma it can be too much for the system so at that time we do mostly shamana therapies where the the patient can relax and by relaxing what happens is her purification is much more profound and once the menstrual cycle finishes we can do the cleansing process so uh, in fact what i tell them when you go for an ayurvedic treatment which also includes panchakarma treatment if you get your menstrual cycle during that period it is one of the best gifts that you can do to yourself because most of the problems especially with menstrual disorders are happening because women don't take enough rest during the menstrual cycle and they go on an over on a, they are completely on the edge of their energy levels and they overwork they take lot of unhealthy stuff 
and sometimes if they are anemic in nature they tend to crave a lot of unhealthy food also during that period so do, doing this ayurveda treatment when you are having menstrual cycle you get to literally rejuvenate yourself and you are completely relaxed at that time and that is one of the best things you can do uh, when you are having your menstrual cycle so this is one thing i say don't be afraid that what if it will come and interfere it is not going to interfere it is only going to help you improve it and we can plan it according to that and then post menstruation we can do the uh, purification and during that period it can be used as a preparatory therapy now who should do panchakarma and are there any particular people who should not do panchakarma now <clears throat> in charaka samhita it is mentioned when a patient is not willing to undergo this process in the entirety and if that patient is not having enough will power and also the physical endurance to undergo that patient should not undergo panchakarma now why that is mentioned during the panchakarma sometimes the access to the normal lifestyle that they used to have before coming is compromised they cannot have a lot of unhealthy food they cannot have alcohol they cannot have a lot of coffee they have to eat on time they have to go to sleep on time so unless they are willing to undergo these routine only then panchakarma can be possible for them and they should have the will power and they should also have the endurance capacity to undergo that because there will be times when the energy drop can happen especially during the ghee therapy and ghee therapy preparation is the most critical part if you are going to do the vamana or virechana and usually at during that period you will be given only rice soup which is very easy to digest and it is something similar to fasting but you should not fast because you need some energy to undergo that cleanse and at that period you have to distract yourself from anything that will stimulate you mentally because most of the problems that people are suffering today are because they cannot handle boredom anymore and because they cannot handle boredom they want constant excitement if it is not excitement they need to be under busy or being called stressed and when they are constantly under stress or excitement they release a hormone called as epinephrine that will make them crave for unhealthy food on a later stage and because of this loop they get on stress they eat unhealthy they get on stress and they don't know how to numb or relax then they get on to unhealthy stuff like alcohol or things that will calm them artificially so this cycle if they have to stop and break that pattern they have to learn to embrace slowness so during the ghee therapy a person is made to relax without a need for this excitement and that is also why we created uh, the sitaram beach retreat because when i did the first panchakarma on myself i was stuck in a four wall and the only entertainment was television which didn't align with this and what uh, what was missing was connection with nature and when you are able to connect with nature while doing this procedure the the healing that you can expect out of it is just a profound thing you know the it's like a complete you become like a completely new person because it's a cellular level cleansing now let me show you some of the before and after blood reports that i have seen now here you see something called as high sensitivity c reactive protein now anything about 3 mg per liter this is a, a protein that is released by our liver when there is too much of inflammation in the system so sorry if it is going above 3 it's a sign that the patient is having a potential heart problems in the future or it could be like a walking or heart attack so after the panchakarma the same patient 
it became 3.9 and there is no medicine in the mainstream uh, medicine to re- reduce it other than a blood thinner even blood thinner is not going to really help that way because whatever is removed from that blood is still stuck in the system but in panchakarma we are getting it out of the system and we are healing your gut lining and not just the high sensitivity c reactive protein we have seen cholesterol levels become normal we have seen the abnormal liver function test getting back to normal and that whole person's metabolism becomes all reset that is what is happening with panchakarma and we had a patient he was suffering with chronic fatigue syndrome doesn't know constantly tired and on top of that he loved to eat fish and especially seafood so when we check the heavy metal test this was the heavy metal test arsenic above 5 is considered to be super toxic and mercury above 5 is considered toxic it's a micro units per liter and after the panchakarma you could see even though it didn't come below 5 but we managed to bring it much less than this and there is no therapy for this in the mainstream medicine other than chilating which is not so healthy so this is what a panchakarma can do we are resetting the body and eliminating whatever toxins our body is uh, accumulating and by eliminating we are making us more connected with our inner self now this took about 2 weeks the previous patient this took us about 3 weeks to get this kind of a result and this is the hospital that i uh, founded sitaram beach retreat it's an nabh accredited ayurvedic hospital and we have over uh, 27 rooms and nine ayurvedic treatments the purpose of this place is to have you connect with nature and when you connect with nature your ability to relax is fantastic and the reason why we call it retreat is it's a treat for your inner body it's a treat where you connect with your soul and your calm mind here this is like a playground where you learn what it means to have a healthy life healthy routine and healthy food eating habits and that way we are able to bring back the life the life in our system and that is the whole purpose of this place so if you have any questions i'll be happy to take shall we take normal medications from western medicine during the panchakarma yes uh, many people ask me they are taking some beta blockers they are taking some uh, aspirin or they sometimes they are, they must also have been taking some hormonal ther- hormone replacement therapy so if it is something that you have been taking for a very long time definitely we definitely do not stop it immediately because the body was used to it so after uh, what i tell them continue your medications but if it is a diabetic medicine certain days we tell them you don't have to take it if it's a blood pressure medicine we tell them on certain days unless they have some serious problems if they stop it and we we'll, because we will be monitoring their blood sugar we'll be monitoring their blood pressure so in certain medications you should not stop it without the doctor who prescribed it without his consent and going and checking back with him but usually after your panchakarma we recommend you to go back to your doctor and show your blood report show your uh, recovery there is a high possibility that you can come out of some of the medications that you are taking not all of them but in many of the cases we have helped so many patients come out of the taking of diabetic medicines and blood pressure medicines by doing panchakarma and training them and guiding them how to live a healthy life once they go back most of the mainstream medications that people are taking is they are taking it because they don't have the will power and they don't have the right guidance more than the willpower they don't have the right guidance 
what it means to live healthy so that they don't have to take these medications many of these are reversible conditions can you share some thought related to cancer so uh, when it comes to my experience with cancer i have dealt with post chemotherapy that my uh, experience has been limited to post chemotherapy my experience has been limited to uh, those things but at the same time see today cancer is a very terrible problem and many people even i'm sure many people when you ask if you know you will be knowing somebody in your friend circle or your distant uh, relative circle somebody suffering with cancer and i'm yet to see a person suffering with cancer without an emotional stress associated with unhealthy lifestyle and maybe uh, certain things but sometimes we hear people saying i know that person he lives quite healthy maybe that person is living healthy but we don't know the emotional suppressed emotions that are suppressed in that person so it's a holistic approach uh, living healthy is one of the best ways to come out of it in some people panchakarma can help may help but if it has become severe it should not be done without an emergency backup support i have seen some people undergoing uh, ayurvedic treatment during their severe cancer problems and it backfires but if it is done with a proper emergency backup there is a high possibility that ayurveda can really help at least enhance the quality of their life you know like we say modern medicine is the answer to humanity's question how can i increase the number of years of my life and ayurveda is the answer to humanity's question how can i add the num- uh, how can i add life to the number of years i'm going to live so ayurveda can definitely increase the life in the number of years and about gut microbiome this is what panchakarma literally does it helps to increase the gut health of a person it makes a person's gut health and digestion fantastic that is what a proper panchakarma does does this treatment is helpful for type 1 diabetic who are on insulin so when it comes to type 1 diabetes we do not recommend intensive panchakarma the first like the two therapies that i mentioned shamana and shodhana shodhana need not help them much but definitely shamana will help them a lot and shamana therapy has a lot of impact in helping them with the type 1 diabetes do you have programs for sugar patients to yes see uh, with many diabetic patients we were able to reverse their conditions the type 2 diabetes and help them and definitely see uh, ty- treating type 2 diabetes is not just giving a herbal ayurvedic pill just like modern medicine it's also about diet it's also about dealing with stress it's also about improving your sleep it's also about teaching how to get into healthy exercise every day and putting it all together you can reverse this in a very powerful way now diabetes is not a chronic disease that you are going to live with it for the rest of the life it is something that can be reversed what diabetes is saying is it's time to change your lifestyle can viration be done in leaky gut condition see we do not diagnose something as leaky gut we always look at the symptoms of the patient so leaky gut leads to problems such as bloating allergies uh, gas problem or even acid reflux issues or even Uh, constipation can be associated with that or even worm uh, worms can also be associated with that so in such conditions if the patient is eligible for virechana doing virechana literally helps them to recover from that i think i answered most of the questions please do type in your feedback if you have any more questions so the next sunday i'll be holding a webinar on the topic of sleep 
if you're having difficulty with sleep or if you wish you can improve your, the quality of your sleep, I'll be doing this talk. So uh, let us have an understanding on that. And I'll be sending it to your email how to do the registration and please do check the emails for that. So thank you all. Hope you had a good time and a happy Sunday for the evening. Thank you all.